Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome back into another post-game podcast here on MazeandBrew.com. I am team site producer, managing editor, Anthony Broom, here to talk to you guys after... Uh, not the conversation we want to have. Uh, another loss for Michigan. Michigan goes down to Bloomington, loses 38-21 to an Indiana program they have not lost to since 1987. That's a 24-game losing streak snapped by the Hoosiers, who honestly might be a top-10 team. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this game, to be frank with you. Last week what we did was I pretty much came here by myself, pressed record, and kind of spilled my guts on what took place in that loss against Michigan State. And there was an anger about it, a numbness, but definitely an anger to it. And a similar feeling comes this week in that there is a numbness here again. There is a here-we-go-again feeling about this. Michigan was favored going into this game, but it's pretty clear they are not the team we thought they were a month ago, two weeks ago. I think some people were hoping that last week was a blip on the radar and simply due to overlooking Michigan State, who, by the way, followed their win at Michigan up by losing, I believe, 49-7 to at Iowa on Saturday. So the lesson is... Minnesota's not a good football team. 
though I believe as I'm recording this, they are blowing out Illinois, who is a terrible football team. Michigan State is not a good football team. And sadly, Michigan is not a good football team. And at this point, I don't even think they're a well-coached and disciplined football team. There's been a lot of talk about if this is the beginning of the end of the Harbaugh era. And nothing that we saw on Saturday does anything to dispel any talk of that at all. Never led in this game. Really, I mean, it was 14-7 to after the first quarter. That's really as close as it ever got. Indiana's a better football program than you are right now. Think about that. It's their first 3-0 start in Big Ten play since the year 2000. First time ever in program history that they have beaten both Penn State and Michigan in the same season. So let me, before we get into it, well, I'll say this before I get into the crux of what comes next. There was a moment late in this game where on Tom Allen's sideline, Indiana's coach, on the Hoosier sideline, you are seeing enthusiasm. You are seeing players jumping up and down. You're seeing coaches jumping up and down. Coaches yelling, finish them. And I think the most damning thing I can say about this team and where this program is at right now and again, I'm not coming on here doing fire and brimstone and fire everybody. And we'll have those conversations. I just, I'm sad because I'm jealous of Indiana football. You know, in the last two weeks, what, what we've seen is Michigan give a program or a, a coaching regime defining win or at least kickstarting it for Mel Tucker. We saw today, Saturday, as this is being recorded, what might be another program notching win for Tom Allen. And I'm just jealous of that. It's really weird to say. Six years into the Jim Harbaugh era, but it's where we're at. So that's where we start. Um, Like I said, in any other year, this would feel embarrassing. Uh, But given what we've seen the last couple weeks, it just kind of feels numbing at this point. And something I tweeted out, and there's not a ton of nuance to it because it was on Twitter. You know, Michigan, University of Michigan Athletics has programs in almost every single sport that compete for and win Big Ten championships. You see it with men's basketball. Women's basketball is competitive. Baseball and softball, obviously very competitive. Hockey might be the best college hockey team in the country this year. Their season is supposed to start this week. Why shouldn't this program be held to the same standard? Because they're getting further and further from it. And I said it on podcast this week that, and maybe even coming off of that game last week, the reason that the Michigan State loss felt so bad is because we were all here in 2013 and 2014 when the Brady Hoke era was going sideways. 
We remember that. It was seven years ago, but it wasn't all that long ago. And it felt like that again. It's a feeling a lot of us really haven't felt since then. And this game on Saturday, on both sides of the ball, felt like a Brady Hoke era game again. And that's troubling. Before we get into the other stuff, I do have I do have good news. It's not all doom and gloom here. So I want to take a moment to step back and introduce a new sponsor here on the Maze and Brew podcast. Uh, we have partnered with Homefield, who launched its Michigan collection on Saturday. If you guys don't know what Homefield is, uh, they are a premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis. The stuff they have is amazingly comfortable. It's incredible. Really high quality stuff. The soft, the thing I keep calling it to people is, imagine being swaddled in a cloud. T-shirts, crewnecks, hoodies. The joggers are great. They're all vintage designs. And they dropped the Michigan collection on Sunday in conjunction uh, with this game on Saturday afternoon. What Homefield does is they dig through the archives to find unique logos, mascots, all that type of stuff to create thoughtful designs that kind of pull on that nostalgia. We, we, we love to hug our nostalgia here as Michigan fans, followers of the program, but the designs that you'll see from them are, I mean, they're amazing. Go, go check it out. It's perfect, right in time for the holidays. I've got, before the Michigan stuff comes in, I've bought in stuff for Tulane from them, North Dakota State, Slippery Rock. Yes, they have Slippery Rock stuff. Uh, I have a Central Michigan uh, crew neck sweatshirt that came in earlier this week. Amazing. All their stuff is great. And now they've got Michigan Wolverines apparel. And like I said, if you're feeling down on the football team, a lot of it's pretty pretty general right down the middle. Wear that, uh, wear that block M. Wear that, uh, that vintage logo. So what we're going to do, because I love you guys, because... I appreciate you being here. We're going to give you 20% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com using the promo code MNB. That's promo code MNB at homefieldapparel.com. And when you get your stuff, send it in, tweet it to us, all that kind of type of stuff. Really excited to be working with uh, Connor and his team down there. So that's the big news out of Saturday. And what I will add, uh, Homefield is inherently an Indiana Hoosiers uh, <laughs> uh oversought or, or company that's overseen by Hoosier fans. So um, wins all over the place for them on Saturday. But yeah, uh, they launched that on Saturday. The stuff is awesome. The designs are great. Go check it out. Promo code MNB, 20% off your first purchase. I promise you, you will not regret it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. So let's get back into the other stuff now. Uh, you don't need me to run through the stats. I'll do it quickly here, but... Michael Penix was 30 for 50 for 342 yards, three touchdowns, 38 rushes, 118 yards on the ground, two scores for Indiana. Uh, Wap Filior, Filior, I I still can't say that guy's last name. 11 catches, 79 yards. Ty Fry, something called Ty Fryfogel, had seven catches for 142 yards and a touchdown. Michigan statistics are as follows. Joe Milton, 18 for 34, 334, 344 yards, I'm sorry. Three touchdowns, two picks, 18 rushes for 13 yards. I mean, just uh, awful. Absolutely awful stuff. Big day for Ronnie Bell. Six catches, 149 yards, one touchdown. Cornelius Johnson, four catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. And other than that, not really. I mean, Joe Milton threw for 344 yards, but not a lot sticks out there. Total yards, Indiana outgained Michigan 460 to 357. You heard the passing yards already. You heard the rushing disparity. Eight penalties for 89 yards today for Michigan. Just absolutely unacceptable. We'll talk about that here in a second. Something interesting here. uh, Oh, my gosh. Indiana ran 88 plays in this game. 5.2 yards per play. Michigan ran 52 at 6.9. Nice yards per play. No sacks for Michigan. Three tackles for loss. Two turnovers. Two Joe Milton picks. Time of possession. 38 minutes, 50 seconds for Indiana. 21 minutes, 10 seconds for Michigan. Ugly stuff today. Not not a lot of fun to watch. And for a lot of people, the first thing that you go to is, what does this mean for Jim Harbaugh? Um, I'm going to, in a similar vein, to I've been watching way too much election coverage this week. In the way that a lot of us watch CNN this week, and... John King at the magic board saying, we think we know where this thing is headed, but we have to be patient. We have to let the process play itself out. We have to count the votes. When it's all said and done, at the end of this season or whenever it's time to make a decision about Jim Harbaugh, the story will tell itself. This program is going backwards. And you look at the the schedule the rest of the year, you tell me where the where the, the next winnable game is. And maybe it's Wisconsin next weekend. A COVID-ridden uh, roster. A lot of guys probably missing. I don't know. We'll see. I think that team's going to be frothing at the mouth to get back on the field and, and play someone and hit something. Maryland doesn't look like a layup. They've figured things out offensively. I think they... I think. Uh, to his brother, just dropped another bomb on Penn State's defense. Rutgers, is that it? Rutgers, Maryland? This is what you have left. Wisconsin. Rutgers. Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. Five games left. You tell me how many wins are there. 
Probably two more, at least. It's a good chance you might get one or maybe even both of those games against Wisconsin and Penn State. Something that's frustrating is that, you know, we keep hearing this talk about how how great everyone looks in practice. And something, these are the kind of hoke type things that I'm talking about where or here's Harbaugh's post-game press conference, and I'm going to read the tweet straight from Mason Brew. It says, Harbaugh does not see the season slipping away and believes that there is another gear to be unlocked if they can take what they do in practice into games, wants players to start trusting their quote-unquote inane greatness. And that's where I want to start this conversation. A belief that no matter... No matter what, there's inane greatness to what uh, is inside of these Michigan players. I'm not picking on anyone, but the defensive backs, look. Go look at the recruiting rankings, the numbers of the guys that you have on the field right now. Inane greatness. Those guys are coached to grab. And that's why they keep grabbing. When they get beat, they grab. You saw them switch to, you know, everyone's been crying for them to switch to zone defense. In order to, you don't just flip that switch. This isn't a slider that you hit like it's Madden. It's not a something that you change in the playbook in your video game. Zone defense has to be part of your identity. And they got torched in man and they got torched in zone. So is it a talent problem or is it a coaching problem? My answer to that is yes. Yes to both. I've been saying it for weeks. Well, two weeks here. If Jim Harbaugh... Listen, Jim Harbaugh's not getting fired. It's not happening. If he's done after this year, it's because there is some sort of mutual parting of the ways or he walks away. He's not getting fired. And he's not getting fired before the end of the season. But if he's here next year, or if he's, if there's any conversation to be had about him getting an extension, it has to come with, you need to overhaul the defensive side of the ball. And it's less about the points. I mean, 38 points, it's probably, obviously too much when you only score 21. But in the here and now, the way that college football is set up, teams are going to score points against you. Good offense is going to beat good defense these days. But there have to be moments that you have during a game where you get off the field, where you force a turnover. How many more picks did they drop on Saturday? It's less about the points and the yards and more about the way that they're coached. Five, Six free plays, I think, where Indiana's just able, oh, here we go, and just chuck the ball down the field. They repped that this week, and they still did it six times. That's a lack of discipline. That's coaching. When you can't hold your water before the ball is snapped, that is lack of discipline in coaching. And if anything that happens in the vacuum of a game, that's one thing. When it continually happens and you continually shoot yourself in the foot, that is sewn into the fabric of what you are as a program. Period. 
Exclamation point. Changes have to happen on defense. And honestly, it might need to happen before the end of the season. Because if not, Don Brown and the stubbornness and the, you know, the, I just don't think this is a very well coached defense. They don't have the talent to overcome any of the flaws that might be in the scheme. Don Brown might cost his boss his job too. There's a big time post you know post 2015-2016 Mark D'Antonio vibe and Mark D'Antonio again it's not even a fair comparison because that's a guy that won Big 10 championships at Michigan State. It's staring you in the face that one side of the ball is crippling your chance. And the offense, they're not off the hook here yet either. We'll talk about that. But when it becomes clear, like you pick your path. You can stay loyal and let it run you into the ground, or you can adapt and make changes. The changes that Michigan has made offensively from a, a style standpoint, from an identity standpoint, I'm not sure what that identity is, but I know that what they were doing before wasn't working. And we know that when the Josh Gaddis offense works, it works. They move the football like they did against Minnesota. But when it's clear something needs to change, you have to make that change. And I don't get that sense of urgency from them right now. I'm not going to do this here and now, but like I said, go just go look at the recruiting rankings of the defensive backs that they've, outside of Dax Hill, who again... Probably Michigan's best player, and it's really probably not even remotely close right now. Ronnie Bell might have a case for that. But on defense, no, not even remotely close. Aiden Hutchinson hurt on Saturday. That's supposed to be the heartbeat of your defense. But even when he was in there, you know, they have six, I believe, six quarterback hits. No real pressure, but again, Indiana watched the film and saw. When Michigan State got the ball out quickly and went down the field, they had success last week. And Indiana did the exact same thing. Michigan had no answer for it. I am I am running but really patient with Josh Gaddis in the offense because they are so young. But I am running out of patience with uh, the game plans. They, they seem to be allergic to to do the things that it appears this roster is built to do. We haven't seen Joe Milton be a factor in the quarterback run game since Minnesota. They continue those early runs right into the line of scrimmage. 18 carries for 13 yards. This isn't... uh, That's Rutgers stuff. I hate to use the term, but... At the University of Michigan, 18 rushes for 13 yards gets you fired. The Joe Milton uh, experience. It's a roller coaster, as we expected it to be. Far from the reason they lost this game on Saturday. But missed some throws he should have had, for sure. Let it be too deep. The interceptions were not good at all. Those were his first two of the year. But you get the sense, like when that things 
there's a lot to unlock there still. A guy that as he plays more, as this game continues to slow down and he gets more reps out there, he's a good player. They have good players on both sides of the ball. But I don't think they're being put in positions to succeed. And that is coaching. Period. Innate greatness. Coaches who are innately great unlock innate greatness. It's not something you talk about. It's something that it that happens on the field. Three weeks in a row, three, three slow starts. Hard to win like that. And this is a team that is not built to come back. And, and the lack of focus, the lack of detail in so many, you know, minute areas. It's really baffling, you know, six years. I, I get that they're a young team. Listen, you want to use the young team excuse in 2017 where you lost almost every major contributor they had. And I know they lost a lot of guys from last year and they had some opt-outs that are really hurting them right now. But this is year six, man. Ohio State loses stuff, loses that ever. And I go, again, I know. Ohio State is an unfair comparison. They're one of the three best programs in college football right now. Cranking out, you know, top two recruiting classes every year. I get it. There shouldn't... Michigan shouldn't be this bereft of guys that are able to step in and play as they are in year six. It's been closer to a decade that Jim Harbaugh's been here than, you know, than it was towards the beginning. Than, than the beginning was, I should say. Again, the offsides, the free plays, I've, I've never seen anything like that at any level of football. That stuff is genuinely confusing to me. I, I'm at a loss for words. Last week it was outrage. This week it's, it's just more of the more of the same things. Except you played a better football team. It was more capable of running you off the field. If Michigan State was capable of blowing you out last week, they would have. Indiana didn't quite blow Michigan out, but it was never really close. And again, the message I would have to some of you that think that these shows have a really whiny tone to them is that what is there to be positive about after what you've watched the last two weeks? What is there still to defend? Like I said, I get this is probably... After three weeks, it's pretty clear this might be the least talented Michigan team that Jim Harbaugh's had. But guess what? This isn't year three. This is year six. Can't happen. You've recruited pretty well. It shouldn't be a problem still. I don't know. I, I I don't mean to take dramatic pauses, but I have this list of talking points here. I run out of them. I don't know what else to say. It's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be 
you know, to follow the college football program that everybody, I can't say everybody wants to see fail. I mean, everyone wants to see Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson fail. It's fun when those teams fail. But to consistently be beaten, I think the thing that hurts the most is a week-in, week-out reminder that Jim Harbaugh isn't what we thought he would be. Michigan isn't what we thought they would be under Jim Harbaugh. I think that's what bums me out the most. I think that's where most of the numbness comes from. Because he used to be able to somewhat defend it earlier on. Heck, even up to last year, a lot of people still were. I, was, I still was. The worst thing about people saying mean things about you is realizing that they're right. I will take a couple. I asked for a couple questions on Twitter. I will take them here as I pull them up live. This is live. You'd love to love to be prepared. Good job, Anthony. Uh, there's a ton here. So a lot of them have the same tenor and chord. Uh, basically, from you know, I'll address the elephant in the room. Where does Michigan go from here with Jim Harbaugh? Listen, I said already he's not getting fired. I don't think that changes will be made before the end of the season. Change is coming, though. Change will absolutely come uh, when it becomes clear what changes need to be made. I think it's already clear. They're, you know, Jim Harbaugh's in season. They're in the trenches. They're just trying to win a football game. But again, you have to wonder, do, do I think that Michigan would, would would fire him? No. Would I be surprised if at some point there was a retirement or two sides have decided to mutually part ways? I do, because I, I don't... Guys, if this team goes 3-5 and five or 4-4, four and four, I, I can't... I can't hand out an extension to Jim Harbaugh. Extension extensions in this sport are contingent upon selling a vision for the future. What's the vision right now? What's the pitch? They're going backwards. So I, I hope that answers a lot of questions that you guys have. Uh, you know. So that's where we're at. I know a longer show today, but. I don't know what else you want me to say. They're one and two. Wisconsin might come to town this week. I think, gun to my head, I probably will still pick Michigan to win that game if they play. Because at some point, it's this talent. This roster is talented enough to click at some point. But they look shell shocked right now, and I don't know how to fix it. But Jim Harbaugh said it, and I'll say it. They feel like there's another gear to unlock, and it, if it's gonna, ha- it needs to happen quickly, because you're running, you're running out of time. And if you play a game this week, and you go to one and three, it's going to get ugly around here. COVID impacted season or not, one and three. If you're Michigan right now, you have to avoid that at all costs. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. 
Follow the website at Maze and Brew. Again, the home field promo code MNB, 20% off your first order. Use it. They're great. Get our shows wherever you get your shows and podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. We'll be back next time. Thanks for listening.